This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. Hello, family and friends. I'm Renette Marburg, ready to meet with you on my program, Rise. On this program, we have honest and truthful conversations around family challenges relevant to Rise on Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Finding God's truth for a way forward together. Good afternoon, family and friends, and thank you for joining me this afternoon on my program called Rise, and it's 7 to 9 a.m., and I am Renette Myberg, and I have the privilege this afternoon to have Dr. Zoe Krobler in the studio with me today, and we are really going to touch a very important uh, topic because we often don't know what our purposes and plans are and when God has a perfect purpose and a perfect a perfect plan then we want to know what you know our testimony and our giftings can actually give us a purpose and a plan for our lives so welcome uh, Dr. Hobra I'm so happy to have you in the studio once again thank you Renette for having me it's such a pleasure to be with you today Oh, fantastic. And I'm really looking forward to you sharing your testimony with us this afternoon and actually it destined you to who you are today. And, you know, uh, Dr. Zoe Krubler is actually the senior pastor at uh, Powerhouse, uh, in-house prophet with a, a caring and, and calling of actually training young prophets. And the scripture that she lives by is John 21 verse 15 feed my sheep. Is that not very relevant for today? Is that we need to be fed? And thank you for your position that you have. And thank you for sharing your wisdom and your knowledge through your amazing testimony. You've got a remarkable testimony. But we first we're going to listen to Alyssa Turner called Miracles. You're listening to Rise on Radio Cape Pulpit 729am. Good afternoon, and thank you so much for joining us this afternoon on Radio Cape Pulpit on my program called Rise. I am so excited and so privileged to have Dr. Zoe Hrubler in the studio with us, and praise the Lord, he is present as we are speaking. So I want you to go onto our Facebook Live. We are there you can see, meet our guests and see what they look like and see what we look like with our ears <laughs> standing up on end. But praise the Lord, he is so kind. Um, but please join us. And we have, uh, you know, this is a program where we often talk about things that we don't wouldn't normally hear on the radio. And, uh, you know, when real life happens and we give hope, wisdom and guidance and knowledge and then we discuss these issues and then with God we can rise to restoration and rise above all together as a family and I really want to encourage you to WhatsApp us on 081-729-1657 and our telegram number is exactly the same 081-729-1657 and our SMS line is 37988 but go and look at us on Facebook live and we also have a counseling department this is very relevant uh, I got saved resaved uh, just making a call to a radio station's uh, call center. And it was 021-9177-000, and it's option one. See how we can help you, pray for you, redirect you, and uh, please contact us. But first of all, we have got uh, Dr. 
Zoe Krubler in the studio with us today. Thank you for joining us again. And uh, we are going to really be discussing something that we sometimes wonder why we go through things. And our testimonies are sometimes so remarkable and so complicated and so painful at times. But yet God takes it and he uses it for his good. And he puts us on a path where he's destined and purposed us and had a plan for us from the day he knew that we were going to be born. So Zoe, just give us your journey because I think your your testimony says a lot. You are right now being the senior pastor at uh, Powerhouse. Uh, it's really positioned you well for this for this time in your life and it's definitely got to do with your past. Yes, thank you, Renetja. We're going to unpack this afternoon the three steps for preparing you for full-time ministry. Um, and the, the three steps are, it starts with the call, the training, and the commissioning at, at the very end. So the testimony, what I can share with you this day, is that there were a day in my life that I needed to be saved. And I was nine years old, and the friend of mine, also the same age, she led me to the Lord Jesus Christ. And how privileged were I at that age that to know that I need Jesus. Um, so I, I didn't grow up in a Christian home, in a normal Afrikaans family, but there wasn't a, a, you know, anything about going to church and that things. There wasn't even a Bible in the house. So, um, so I grew up and then when you started high school, you know, back in the days you wanted to do your, um, your in high school at a church as well. You have like cursus doen. That confirmation. Yeah, you want to do that. So I want to do that. So then I thought we were staying on the farm, um, like four kilometers uh, out of the, the, the area in Kills River. I was, I'm a Cape Town girl. And then I thought, okay, I'm just going to walk to church. At the age of 13. Sure. Sunday mornings. Four Ks. Yes, four Goodness. Ks to the to town and then afterwards four Ks back. So there were also other farmers that took their families to church, but they didn't pick me up due to fear for my father. That would have made a lot of noise. Um, so with that said, um, that was part of the training. That was part of it. But when is that the first time when God called us? When did he call me? I mean, from the day that he created me in the womb, Psalm 139, so clearly says, when no, no I saw your unformed substance, I knew about you. He says, the scripture says that I have actually roughed you with various colors, knitted you together from that day. He gave me this calling and anointing. So then I just had to, during life, allow him to work and mold that into me. I want to start to, to read a scripture in Ephesians 1 verse 4. It is so beautifully said. It says, he loved us. He chose us in Christ, mm. actually selected as for himself, as his own. That's so beautiful. Before the foundation of the world, so that we would be holy, consecrated, set apart for him, purpose-driven, blameless in his sight, in love. Mm -hmm. You see, purpose-driven. So there must be a purpose in our hearts and in our lives to accomplish something in this life. So normally you go from grade one to grade 12 and you are in a season of preparation for someday to have a job, to go yes. into a certain thing. So there's a purpose. There's, mm. a, there's a purpose. There's a, there's a driving force 
it is it can it can resonate in many hearts this morning that I want to become something. Maybe my father was, my grandparents were, um, what the school taught me. I want to have this profession. I want to be the surgeon. So I'm preparing myself to go into that. Uh, direction exactly and then I, I do all the things that I need to do I put the time and the effort into it but this morning we speak about the spiritual purpose mm. and what God is calling us to so the first step it is the calling and then to recognize that I need Jesus Christ I, that's my starting point in if wherever we're going to end up in this life we have a starting point of being saved mm. and we are not being saved just so that I can have the peace of mind that my name is written in the book of eternity. No, no, no. Yes, that's part of it. But I have been saved to have a testimony. And you know, Renette, many times you will be the only Bible people will read. And they will mm. read you and look to your life and then respond to how you, they see you go through life. How you handle sticky situations, nasty moments. What comes out of you when life happens? And then they make up their own mind about, do they want to serve the God you say that you serve? So the example mm, that we live very by, important. It's, it's, it's so important and it's real. And yes, it, there's, there's always, I, I call it, it's this, the, the, the mercy space in between it. <laughs> yes, because, and lots of grace. A lot of grace <laughs> because we do make mistakes. Mm, of course. But how you just rectify and it, can you say sorry? Can you own your mistakes? You see many times. Take responsibility. Take the responsibility. Yes. So, but back to my, my journey. So in 91, um, I went on this youth camp just right after school, just ended matric and then um, went on this, this camp and I had this supernatural experience with God. I never knew that these things existed. I was saved from the age of nine. Life happened. I went, I, I walked to church. Um, and at the end, at that time period, I received my welcoming in the church when you're grade 11. Remember those days? Yes, that yes. was part of the journey. journey yes. yes. And that was for <clears throat> me a very, very profound foundation because I learned how to love the word of God. And the discipline of it. Eh? Exactly. That's mm. the most important part of it. We can have it, then we never read it. Yes. But to constantly equip yourself to read the scriptures, to come and to, to, to get to know God. He's not a, a God that sits up there and just waiting for us to make mistakes. No, he's an absolutely Father God who loves us, who desire a relationship with us. He wants to take us to the next and the next level and the depth into him of who he is for us. So yeah, so that back at uh, 91, I had this profound encounter where I was sitting and just speaking to him during a session of what we have just had a session of inner healing and I've never heard the words inner healing oh but he knew I needed to hear that so that the emotions can be erupted in my heart in my soul it's literally erupted. exactly that he can have my attention and that I at that moment can really come to the understanding there's more than just being saved now there's a next season and that was unfolding. I didn't have the facts, but I had the feeling, the emotions. I responded to the emotions. So then the Lord literally, by the Holy Spirit, he opened up my spiritual eyes. I could see the scriptures, like a piece of paper in front of my eyes, visibly see it. And I loved the Psalms at that time. I used only to read the Psalms because that was like poetry. And that's the one thing that really stirs, I believe, every one of our hearts. 
the poetry, yes. the songs of the the psalms. It's like and the songs beauty. of Solomon. Yeah, mm. exactly. It's just the beauty. It's, the, it's like I, I believe God is touching our emotional heart in that compartment. Yes. So it's beautiful. So then, Psalm ninety-one was my go-to psalm, as it is still today. But then, I when I saw the scripture coming up in front of my very eyes, it was like it was bold. Um, letters and it was like highlighted and I saw this the verse that stands out in that the first verse verse that says those who fear the Lord he encampeth around and about of them with his angels and as I read it I could see in my with my eyes natural eyes angels around where I was sitting mm. and it was like mind-boggling and scary at the same time because I never heard that these things can happen. I was never in my life prior to that, um, never in a situation where I heard testimonies about it or when or I experienced No, it. nothing, not at all. I was 18 mm. years old, um, just trying to get to high school <laughs> and on my way in life. And then the next scripture that says, the arrow that flies by day will not sure. harm you. And as I read that scripture, I could see... But you know, that kind of looking, when you look to the front, but you could see at what happening at the sideways. And I could actually literally see and, and hear the sound, how f with a fastness the arrow comes for me. I could see it, but not looking to, the, to my right hand side. I could look to this piece of paper that's in the sky, in the air in front of mm. me. And then I heard the sound and I saw the picture and I saw this arrow comes as I read the scripture and the angels that surround me, the impact of that arrow hit the angel that is protecting me. Yeah. In that split minute second, I heard Abba's voice. Yo. Powerful. God has an audible voice. The scripture mm. is true. It is, it is, it's available for us. Yes. So that scripture that says that God's voice sounds in Revelation that the sound of many waters. Oh, it's so true. true. It's so true. <laughs> and you know what he said to me? That was a next level mind boggling moment. He said to me, be baptized and let your sin be washed off of you. Yes. And I was like surprised and cheeky in the same, same moment. <laughs> yeah, exactly. My first thought were, but, but I have been baptized. I didn't know at that time there was a second baptism or the real, the undergoing water baptism. And then I had to, it's like my mind were all over the place, especially of what was happening. What is this? And I'm hearing his voice. And, and um, so, yeah, so then at that stage, the natural started to be evolving yes. and opening up. And, and presenting itself. Exactly. Me without knowing that, asking for that, it just happened to me. So then I thought all the Christians can see and hear. And I went back to this youth leader and I said, you know what? The Lord just told me I need to be baptized. So they were very excited. But they didn't know how it, it, it actually it happened. And, um, and then I, you know what? After a while, I learned how and when to share things. Mm. That's a big lesson to learn. Yes, and when just to keep it to yourself, because not always all the moments and the experiences is, is there for grabs for people to all hear at the same time. You have to work through it and yes. go through the process. So, yeah, so that was the, the starting point. That was the calling of God starting Absolutely. to move. Absolutely. Wow, wow. What else can we say? Because that is how the Lord Represents himself in the supernatural yes. to the 
unknowing. Yes. You and didn't even expect no, it. No, I did not. I've got, I had no idea. And you know what? The last thing that I would like to say about this, it is for the glory of God. Amen. 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 But let us listen to our next track is All Sons and Daughters. Great are you, Lord. Is this not what we are discussing? Amen. Lord, you are so faithful and you are so great and you are so on time. So let us enjoy this. And it's great are you, Lord. Wow. And that was how great you are, Father. And that was by uh, sons and daughters. And boy, I'm telling you now, I am actually speechless. We are just having an amazing supernatural time with the Holy Spirit. He is just in the studio with us and we are so excited with what Dr. Zoe has got to share with us about her incredible faith journey, knowing in spite of all the challenges of life that he had a purpose and a plan for her and she is the senior pastor at Powerhouse and we are so excited to have her in the studio with us. I have not stopped smiling <laughs> since we've been in the, in the studio. So, um, you know, Dr. Zoe, you said, you know, you said that your giftings and the and just sort of came unknowingly that it just presented itself so just show tell us how did that look in on your journey up until now the, the practical application of the training program it is a, it's a, a training of severity i can tell you that yes. um and if, if I can take you back a few years when i was growing up i had a father and i if i share this it's not at all to, you know, to disrespect him, yes. but at the time where he was, he was totally the opposite side of the Christian side. So my father was in the occult, um, and, um, and I just have to share this. At the end of his life, he came to Jesus Christ. Oh, he received Lord. our Lord Jesus. Amen. So that's the most important ever um, testimony Factor. about his life. Yes. Mm. But while I was growing up, I had to face rejection for my faith, for my believing in Jesus, because there was no um, reference to the Lord in our house. So that was by choice. I mean, they, they, yeah, we, we were, uh, you know, forced, I say forced, that's why, that's how our rules and things in our house work. It was a house without Christianity, without Jesus, course, yes. without God. Um, but I, I believe the Lord, um, you know what, uh, caught them by surprise by allowing me to be birthed on the earth, <laughs> yes. to, to be the, the one moving in the opposite direction with everything. Um, and he taught me, really, I can tell you that, he taught me how to love because that was the, 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 the one area that was the most difficult thing to, to overcome. It is to love my father. Mm. Because that you see, father, our fathers sometime in our life are the presenting factor of God. So we, sometimes we cannot connect to our father, our heavenly father, God, because there was no example. So I had the opposite of a loving father. He was not a bad man, but his choices brought yes. in the demonic mm. into our environment so that was the that was my training season for when i was in the to home love to, the to love to, to yeah exactly because that you know uh, remember i told you about the voice of father god saying to me is that i need to be baptized so that my sins could have been washed off the the where i need to the next level the next phase in my life from 18 on for, uh, forward i thought 
after a while, I thought, you know what? Is this the first words that our Heavenly Father have to say to me? Couldn't he said anything else like, Oh, my darling, I know about your battle. I was there when your father were like, (laughs) you know, because I'm an emotional being. He created me like that. But he thought the best not to focus on my victim mentality at the time or my pain. His focus were how to get me better, how to get me out of the clutches of the Mm. enemy. Mm. Isn't that the way he beautifully works the things out for us? Mm. So... We so many times focus on our soulish area, yes. on the pain you go the through, the, re- the wounds, the wounds and, and then that wound never stopped to bleed. Mm. So God has something, I, I call it something, but the truth, he's got the truth to let the wound stop bleeding. That wow. we can walk away in freedom and liberty, healed, delivered, sanctified, washed yes. by the blood. In order to live out the purpose and the destiny that he performed for us. Otherwise, we could get stuck in what happened to us. And that's so easily to get stuck in the past, blame everyone around us and not take the responsibility. So before I go further, I want to read to you back in Ephesians. Ephesians is my, like the Psalms, it's my go-to book, chapter. Um, 2 verse 8, it says, I'm reading from the Amplified Bible. It is by grace. God's remarkable compassion and favor drawing you to Christ Mm. that you have been saved, actually delivered from judgment and given eternal life through faith. And this salvation, it's not of yourself. It's not through your own effort. It is an undeserved, gracious gift of God. That was so, it's so profound. It's so beautiful. So our uh, salvation, our redemption, that's our first kiss from God. Mm. Isn't that beautiful? It is like he's kissing us on the lips and he says, I choose you, you're mine. And he does it for the whole world. We just have to accept him. So that gift, and it's nothing that I could have done of my own it's not because i'm just so cute and i know it's not about anything about our us it is about him who is so much beautiful and receive all the honor and the glory but the training you see we're still unpacking the call and the training and the commissioning so the training it's 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 um it's excruciating at times because you go through life you go through hardships you go up the valley moments, down the valley moments. You go through life experiences. You're lively, joyful, and you go through of seasons that things are dying in your life. People walk away from you. You've been hurt in the process. You go through all these things, and sometimes you are the one giving the pain and the hurt, and sometimes you're causing you, it. Yeah, yes. the causing it, mm. and then you're also sometimes on the receiving end of it. It is like a no-brainer. We all go through that. Everyone on this earth, we go through all these different kind of things. Life happens to all of us. But how you gather yourself, how you stand up from negative situations, how you run to God and allow Him to work in you, through you, through the difficult circumstances. Mm. So for me, it was a lesson to work because all the prophets out there go through seasons of utter rejection and yes. despair and not under being understood yeah misunderstood. yeah misunderstood it's a given and then you know god then works in private with you and then he says just don't say anything 
just keep your mouth shut. And that's for any so human hard. being the Makes most difficult thing. Yeah. yeah, because you always want to explain and defend yourself. And that was the other thing that I had to work through, not having that great of example as a father. He provided in all our needs. But the most important area, aspect of being a spiritual person himself, a religious, I didn't have that. That was a big void. But all the other things, he, 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 we were sustained in life and all these beautiful things. But the thing that I needed the most, it wasn't there. The support wasn't there. The, the, the support, the example. As a man mm. in the house, so that was the area that where I had to submit under the authority because that was the authority I was in rebellion mm -hmm. against that authority because that person hurt me in areas and ways that was like unthinkable. Sure. But then to come to the understanding, to ask the Lord, I was like 20, 20 years old, and I asked the Lord one day, just let me see my father through your eyes. Yeah, that is profound. And it was like... Um, an eye-opener, so I could see a broken man. I could see a man, I think he was then in his um, early 50s, and I could see a man that's absolutely in a place of desolation, spiritual dryness to the bone, spiritual nothing, emotional, you know, all these things. And I could Comes start, from that. yes, and I could learn how to pray for him. Sure. And love him. I was still in the house at that age, not moving out. I wanted to move out. And the Lord didn't allow the circumstances. It was my training. That was the training. And then mm. after that life happens, I went, I started to work, go in with my life, move to the town, stay there, you know, just start my life. And even there meeting people. Um, starting to go to church, you know, to, to a nice, very nice church, have a nice youth group, be part of a youth group, learning the things of the Lord, learning about the anointing, learning about the prophecies. And then as I've l listened and hear all the many things, I thought like, oh, but I, 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 that, that, there's a light going on. I know what you mean. I see things. I hear things. It is like Elijah. Renette, can you remember that scripture in the book? Of, I think it's second, the first Kings that Elijah said to the people. Um, I wrote it down somewhere. Just I want to. He said, "You do not hear or see anything, but I hear the rain coming." Yeah, that's the best way I can explain yes. the prophetic gift that He placed in our hearts, and you operate in your life from that point of you cannot see and hear it. But I do hear the rain. I hear the Holy Spirit. I can see in the pictures. I always say that you hear with your eyes because yeah. you see. And with your earring, what happens with your earring? With your hearing, you understand. Yes. You see. That I, that I understand. Yes. That's the beauty of the prophetic. Wow. It's supernatural. It's supernatural. And it's God. Wow. It's, it's only God. Only God can yes. reveal that to you. Yes. But we're going to listen to Agnes Day by Michael W. Smith, one of my favorites. And yo, this is a powerful session. I just wish we could carry on. <laughs> but we're going to continue with this amazing conversation straight after this. But we're going to listen to Michael W. Smith, Agnes Day. Good afternoon, family and friends. And thank you for joining us this afternoon. It has been such a phenomenal Holy Spirit packed program. We have Dr. 
Zoe Krubler, and she's just going to finish up with about the calling of a prophet with us this afternoon. Renette, I just want to share something to you that I have read many seasons ago. It's it's Austin T. Sparks' little booklets of the prophetic, and it's very profound. I'm, I've, I've written it down for us today. It says, it's not an easy type of training, this prophetic training. You can only do it. The function of the prophet, truly, as God has roughed it into you, that thing for which you are going to stand to be the prophetic voice. And in so far as it has been revealed to you through experience, through the handling of God, God has taken you through seasons. And it's not that you have achieved something, but rather that you have been broken in the process. It is a long and hard training, and most of it happens in secret. God hides his prophets away for their own protection. God is pruning and is watering, so do not resist the training. Amen. Isn't that Amen. beautiful? Is yes. That's powerful. Yeah. We want to let it go away, but it's not actually. It's not going to get. No, we, we're not going to run out of the hand of God. And then he needs to take us through the training in order to send us, to commission us mm. for that very thing. That, that thing that you're going to stand for, the ministry that God is raising you up. There's so many areas in the prophetic. There's so many levels of, we, we all think about the prophetic, is, it's like an, a prophetic oracle to, to be the person to speak. At, the, at, this, at this moment, we have a gathering of a Shammah prophets at the yes. church to train them how to be a prophet in-house. Mm. How, to, how, do, how do they handle the gifting of prophecy and the anointing when, when, when church is happening on a Sunday, you know, when to, what you, what you see and experience and hear, what do you do with all these things? How do you manage that? Many times I always say, you can recognize a prophet and how little they speak. And normally, if sure. you think about a prophet that speaks, you think they need to prophesy all the time. Yes, That's not like the truth. Yeah, <laughs> they're not like that. I'm going to read Isaiah 55, verse 10 and 11 quickly. It says, as for the rain and the snow come down from heaven, and it doesn't return there without watering the earth, making it bare and sprout, it providing seed to the sower and bread to the eater. But verse 11, so my word will be which goes out of my mouth, it will not return void to me, useless or without result, without accomplishing what I, God, desire it, without succeeding in the matter for which I sent it. Wow. How beautiful is that? Absolutely incredible. From that scripture, we can rely on the truth that God's prophetic word, his word, he speaks in Amos 3, 7. He says, I do not do a thing on this earth before I discussed it with my prophets. Yes. And why do you think he would do such a thing? Mm. It's so that the prophet can prepare the people for the word to, ro to roll out in their lifetime. And to receive. To receive it. So there's the incubation period. Mm. There's a receiving of a word. There's an incubation period. And then after that, oh, the word that's on everybody's lips nowadays, there's this infancy. It's like a baby, like a toddler. And then there's the revival. The coming forth, the sprouting forth of the word God releases over the people. There's this receiving, there's the incubation, then the mm. infancy, and then there's the living out, the working out the word, the revival. <gasps> so there's two functions of the prophet as we look into the life of John the Baptist. I mean, that's my go-to um, pro prophet ever in my life. He is the two functions that he lived out on this earth. It's to prepare the way of the Lord. Yes. And then to prepare the people for the coming of the Lord. Yeah. 
And that's what your, your people's function is. Yes, that's my purpose. And that's our function in the body the sheep. to feed the sheep. You know, that scripture in John 21, it's so beautiful. It says when um, he, the, the Lord asked him, do you love me mm -hmm. to Peter? And he says, yes, Lord, I love you. The second time, do you love? Me? Yes, Lord, so go feed my sheep. The third time Jesus asked him, do you really love my people? And he says, yes, Lord. I, he was the third time he actually stuttered a, a minute and he just think about it by taking back by the third question. He says, yes, Lord, I love your people. And then he says, go feed my sheep. Sure. And I believe the, the calling, the training, the commissioning in my life, it was all part of the journey. And yet there's still so much more to grasp, to learn, yes. to expand, I, mm. to grow, to mature. We will never, ever be at the place I've arrived, I've know everything. We actually, the more you learn, the less you know. Of course. Yeah. But you can't not know what you don't know. Exactly. You know, so it yes. has to be a journey with him. It is. And to be dependable on the leading of the Holy Spirit. Mm. We so can we have lay our heads down. Yes. We can have all the degrees. We can have all the knowledge without the Holy Spirit. Mm. And you see, that's why God says, I, I speak to my prophets so that they can prepare. What the part of the preparing is you open your church to the Holy Spirit yes, because the Holy Spirit is the one usher in the revival. Amen. So the churches that have ears to hear need to hear and listen to the voice of Father God to prepare the coming of the Lord in their own houses. Husbands need to listen to adhere to it so that my family will be saved. I will lead by example. Pastors and leaders need to hear this word this morning. They received many promises, many prophecies, many words. But now how are they going to prepare their place for the ushering in of the Holy Spirit, for the revival to come? So yes, the prophets in these days have a purpose and have a plan and a destiny to awoken up the bride that fall asleep. Yes. yes. That they will have the, 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 the truth. The freedom and the liberty mm. to absolutely just love him. And in that relationship of and loving. will keep us connected. E exactly. Mm. And there must be one voice because God is not a confusing God speaking different things. He's speaking at You're one voice. 100%. There's in unity. Mm. So, and, they, and there's hope for the church. There's hope for South Africa. Yes, of course. Remember the, 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 the song we used to sing many seasons ago, all over the world, the spirit is moving. Mm. I said, yes, hallelujah, the spirit is mo moving as the waters covers the sea. So wow. I proclaim the words of that song over yes. South Africa. Amen. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. We Amen. receive that. Praise the Lord. Oh, my goodness. I just could not... Don't want to end the session, but I we know. have to. <laughs> we have to. Time is uh, on our on our doorstep, and we're waiting for the news team. But thank you so much for this incredible interview that we've enjoyed now, and we just know that the revival is on our doorstep, and yes. we have hope in South Africa yes. for South Africa. Yes, we do. We Praise love the land the and the people. Lord. Praise yes. the Lord. Thank Amen. you for joining us. Thank you, Renee. You are such a gift to the body <laughs> thank you. of Christ. Really, you are such a gift. And yes, uh, family and friends, go and enjoy your week. Uh, be blessed. Stick to the rules and stay safe. We'll be back next week, same time, same place. Blessings. Have a wonderful, wonderful week further. See you soon. Goodbye.
This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.